broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Joining us on episode six of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I am Tom, and I'm here with Trevor and Damon. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, we've got lots of great topics to talk about this week, including crazy lines at the opening of Pandora and Guardians of the Galaxy. And I mean, really crazy lines, the craziest lines I think I've ever seen, uh, and I'm sure you guys too. Uh, but a new Fast Fast policy also just went into place at uh, WDW at Walt Disney World uh, just a couple days ago here. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Some really cool new merchandise that Damon said if we don't talk about, he's going to quit the podcast and never talk to us again. So <laughs> we had to make sure we included that. Um, but first, before we do any of that, we're going to talk a little bit about my upcoming trip to Disney World, uh, which is happening next week. Uh, not this coming week, but the week after. And uh, basically everything that went into planning it. And we want to do this because a lot of folks that listen to the to the show and, uh, you know, that tune into this and to listen to other podcasts and things like that, um, you know, the biggest issue with going to Disney World is there's so much to plan and there's so many different things that are going on there. So we kind of felt like if we talked a little bit about how I plan my upcoming vacation and also, you know, obviously Trevor and Damon are going to be talking a little bit too about how they do their vacations. uh, We can, you know, kind of give you guys some insight into uh, some of the different ways we do things. So, so just to start off here, Trevor, did you want to say something real quick before we? Well, so I was just going to ask, so you, you set yourself up at Boardwalk and Polly for this trip, right? So yes. it's a split stay, right? Yeah, so it is a split stay. And so the cool thing about this is um, I've never stayed at either one of these resorts. And I talked a little bit about this last week. So I'm going to Boardwalk. I've always wanted to stay at Boardwalk because, I, first of all, I don't know if you guys have ever checked out just the Boardwalk in general. But it's kind of one of my favorite places to hang out. Uh, just because there's really neat things there. It's really pretty at night. It's kind of based on like a, like an old school Atlantic City, New Jersey uh, you know, Boardwalk. And uh, it's really lit up at night, and there's, like, boardwalk games and drinks and food, and it's just a fun place, and I always thought it would be kind of cool. Plus, you get the added bonus of being, you know, right at the back of Epcot, and you can walk right into Epcot. You have your own special entrance to Epcot. I mean, how cool is that? Uh, You know, you can't really get much closer to Epcot than that, which is cool. So, actually, where is that entrance? I've uh, Is that, like, back by um, the Britain? uh, Or... Or it's it's right next to France. France, yeah. yeah. By France, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah and there's a little drawbridge that, that actually opens up uh, for like uh, the um, for for illumination stuff to come through, and so and that's kind of you walk kind of towards that area. I believe it's called the International Gateway. Correct me if I'm wrong, Damon. I think that's, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of nice because you have your own. I mean, you literally have your own entrance, uh, you know, just for those two resorts, pretty much. Um, so that's that's really cool, and and we've always wanted to do that. What's kind of cool about that though, too. Although I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm kind of sad about I, I like going into the front of the park and getting like that view when you walk into the front of every park, you know, that view that they want you to see. Well the Epcot view is actually probably one of the nicer ones in general. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like I like walking in and just, you know, seeing the huge you know, the ball and, and just like, oh man, this is it's just such a cool experience when you walk in that way. So I'm I'm almost a little sad that I'm not gonna get that by staying there and kinda of, I mean we're 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 probably gonna go through the entrance at some point, I'm sure. I'm well, actually excited because that's where I'm gonna be staying as well. But we're only doing Epcot and Animal Kingdom, so for me it actually saves it saves a fair amount of time since we're really only going to Epcot for a day. To be able to come in, in and out of that entrance you know, and back to the hotel, 
it's going to be nice for us. I'm looking forward to that. Well, yeah, because you don't have to deal with the crazy security lines either in the front. You have your own security basically back there, mm -hmm. which is nice. I think, Trevor, you were going to say something too? I was going to ask, are, are you going to uh, Magic Kingdom at all on your trip or no? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we so, can... so you can come back on the monorail and kind of get that... Oh, for sure. Yeah, that view that we're looking for. And in fact, we were just talking about uh, on our first day trying to maybe rope drop Epcot and like because we're going to get that. We like to get there kind of early. And so we were thinking about maybe rope dropping Epcot uh, and seeing because uh, after that, we have fast passes scheduled at Magic Kingdom from like 1130 on. So we were like, let's let's rope drop Epcot, go ride, you know, maybe Frozen or Soren or something or Test Track. And then then we can take the take the monorail right over to Magic Kingdom and really kind of start our vacation off the right way. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to go on the monorail. I mean, I, we and my family and when I say my family, I mean, my wife and I, we uh, we consider the monorail to be a ride. So uh, the more we can. <laughs> The more we could ride on the monorail, the better. I mean, sometimes we'll show up, like, whenever we go to eat at Ohana, we'll, we'll always, we'll go on the monorail loop a little bit early, and we'll just ride it, ride it around a couple times on a loop, and then just get off at Polynesian. I, I don't think we're that weird for liking that, but... <laughs> well, and I guess thinking about it, too, is it, it's kind of nice that you're at Boardwalk, because you don't even have to get on a bus to go to Magic Kingdom either, right? Because you, you could take the bus, but really just walking through Epcot, hopping on the monorail... And then taking it over to the uh, transit center, it's probably quicker than the bus, I would think. Yeah, and you're probably right. And that's actually the cool thing that's saying about staying at Boardwalk is you have multiple transportation options for pretty much every park except for Animal Kingdom. So you can take a boat to, to Hollywood Studios. Uh, you could actually technically walk to Hollywood Studios if you wanted to. It's it's a little bit of a haul, and, you know, we all know how your feet get after a couple days at Disney. But, uh, you know, so you can walk over to, to Hollywood Studios or take one of, the, one of the boats. You can also take the monorail to Magic Kingdom, and then you can just walk into Epcot. So it's it's almost like we're getting to avoid the buses pretty much the whole time with, you know, the exception of when we go to Animal Kingdom. So uh, that's definitely... Definitely a, a major plus, and and we've actually never stayed at any of the Epcot resorts before. So, have either one of you guys ever stayed at an Epcot resort? No, <laughs> I don't remember what the Epcot resorts are. It's really just kind of Beach Club and and Boardwalk, uh, and then there's a couple other ones in that general area there. And uh, Swan and Dolphin are, are right over there. I mean, of course, that's not really a DVC resort or or Disney resort for that. No, matter. I mean, I, I think we're trying to at this point in our you know DVC ness, we're we're trying to get to every place. So we're actually going to Boardwalk, and then our trip for next year is going to be, um, I think, at the Beach Club. But um, I, you know, honestly, the Grand Floridian, I've only been over there for a massage once, but I'd like to stay there. That's kind of on my list. I'd like to stay there too. I. At the, they tried to when we bought in. They actually tried to sell us Grand Floridian, but I thought it was going to be the, that the dues were going to be way more expensive. Just a being on the monorail and b because it's Grand Floridian, right? I just assumed it was going to be more expensive. And then I also thought, you know, am I ever going to stay there? Maybe once or twice, but uh, we tried to get in there one time for Christmas, but and waitlisted, but um, actually never didn't get the waitlist. And I think I mentioned before on the show that it was really my fault uh because we did it last minute and you know arguably i did it last minute yeah oh, well, i did yeah. mine last minute well mine um, was it, the week of christmas though so yes. which I, is... I think what the grand floridian brings is again as you get a little bit older right as your kids get a little bit older it, it brings you that disney experience without a lot of the hoopla you know surrounding the characters it brings you i don't want to say classier because that's a bad word 
but it brings you a different experience than you normally have at Disney as your kids kind of, you know, transition out of some of the other things. That's my opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It is a, you know, I know classier, yeah. But, it, I mean, it is. It's it's a different kind of resort. It doesn't have, you know, like the crazy fun theming of a lot of the other places, right? It's a little more, uh, I think uptight's probably the wrong word, too. Subdued. I, I Sub- like subdued. Subdued. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point, subdued. Yeah. Um, so uh, I know, like, the Grand Floridian is, that's, like, the closest to Magic Kingdom. But you said you're also staying at the Poly, though, right? Which is, like, pretty much next door. Yeah, and, and and it's staying on the monorail loop, which is I, I think very valuable. I we stayed uh, our our home resort is Bay Lake Tower, and so we've stayed there before. And the best part of Bay Lake is you don't need to worry about any transportation to Magic Kingdom. You just walk over. I mean, you have your own walkway there. It's a ten minute walk. It's uh, you know a nice little walk a- across the way there. So uh, that's great. But yes, so we're staying four days at Polly. I mean, I'm sorry, four days at Boardwalk, and then two days at Polly. And the two days at Polly are really uh, and I'll kind of explain what happened for for my trip here is basically how I ended up with a split stay is I had originally booked for that week all that was available for the week that we were looking was Old Key West so we were going to stay at Old Key West we weren't really thrilled about staying at Old Key West I know lots of people love it and I'm not insulting it at all because we have never stayed there but I know there are a lot of people that really love that resort uh, however, we just kind of, we, we felt like we wanted to stay somewhere else. We really wanted to go to Boardwalk. That was a priority for us, but it just wasn't available. So we ended up waitlisting Boardwalk for the whole trip. And, you know, maybe about two months ago, I started getting a little antsy because the waitlist was not going through. And I've, we've, I've had pretty good luck with waitlists for most of, most of the time. I've, you know, almost always gotten it. But this particular time, I, I think it's just because it's a really popular resort in a really popular area. And plus, I'm going in the beginning of summertime. So I was getting a little concerned about that. So the first thing I did, and, and a lot of people probably don't even know this exists, but if you go on to, uh, I, this was DV, through a dvcinfo.com, just to plug them really quickly, but basically they have a whole list of all of the resorts and how much inventory they have of each kind of room there. And so I realized that I had waitlisted a studio uh, standard view. And it turns out that a studio standard view at Boardwalk Villas is the least amount of rooms that they have there. So uh, I was going to ask you about this, actually. Okay, so yeah, yes. that makes sense now. Yeah, and so that's that would that resource was great because I looked at it and I'm like, they only have like ten rooms that are standard view at Boardwalk. Uh, so I'm pretty much there's I'm never getting this waitlist, right? So right. So I I thought to myself, okay, and but it turns out that the pool and garden view that they have a ton of those, right? And so I switched mine to a pool and garden view, which was more points. Don't get me wrong, but we really wanted to stay at Boardwalk. Um, so once I switched it to a pool and garden, we still weren't getting any any action on it. Like it still wasn't going through. And just for those of you that don't know, the waitlist system, you know, if you waitlist a whole stay, they don't do it like day by day. So somebody has to pretty much cancel those exact same dates that you have. They have to cancel those for you to take their place. And so, you know, it's it can be a little bit challenging sometimes. So what I did was I totally stocked the DVC room availability page. I was on it like 10 times a day, constantly checking because it does update immediately after people cancel. And so what I ended up doing is I, w- I was watching that site and I noticed that three our first three nights that we were going to be there opened up as availability. And so I immediately called... Uh, DVC member services. Now, I usually do everything online. I don't call. But in this particular case, I called because I wanted to make sure I got it right away. And plus, I was going to have to cancel my other reservation to do it. So I didn't want to cancel it and then have the website, you know, 
update you know, and then yeah and then all yeah, of a sudden it's gone right it. yeah <laughs> and so even when i called them actually the guy was like listen he goes it's a, there's a possibility that i could cancel this and then you know go to book you the other one and then it'll be gone and i said if, i asked him i was like has that happened before and he was like yes it's happened a couple times so i want to warn you and so it was a little bit of a gamble but it ended up working out and so so that was for three nights and then Wait. i kept I have oh, a question though. Yeah, yeah. Can't you, why couldn't you Oh, cuz you couldn't book cuz you didn't even have enough points, right? Is there's not a way to use your points to book and then to cancel? Well, I could have done that. So I but what I what I would have had to do first since I was borrowing points, if I would have booked it before I canceled the other one, then it would have borrowed those points and then those points would have ended up in the holding account because I would have ended up with too many points bar you know what i mean so mm, i would have had yeah. to cancel the other one first to make the points available and then book the other one that's where there was a little tricky if that makes sense <laughs> no so, it does so it sounds to me like what if you're looking to to waitlist something the best idea is to not not waitlist your entire trip but do it in smaller chunks and then see how much you can get and then hopefully if you've got enough points in your user, you can kind of, I want to say almost leapfrog, like like if you have another booking, you can like shorten up that other booking and then and then put the points towards the one that you want. Is that kind of how you were doing it? Exactly. Or? I was, yeah. and you, you said leapfrog. I, I was using, uh, I think I was using like an inchworm type of thing where I was just kind of inching it like, you know, day by day across, you know, across the week. Right. So yeah, so that's what I did. So I had those first three nights and then it just so happened the fourth night popped up. So then I added the fourth night, couldn't get the last two nights. I just, I just waitlisted those last two nights and they never came up. And I just so happened to see that Polly was available for two nights and we've always wanted to stay there too. But, you know, so my four nights, just to give your perspective out there as far as points goes, uh, you know, my four nights at a studio pool garden view at boardwalk is costing 72 points at Polly for two nights is 50 points. So yeah, <laughs> you're talking, big it's, difference. <laughs> it's a huge difference in points. And so I, you know, was kind of reticent to for two nights to spend fifty points. Now, given part of it is because it is a it is a a Friday night, so the Friday night rates for points are much higher. Um, but in general, so we would have paid more points anyway for Boardwalk, uh, but not not fifty points for two nights. But we're excited to stay at Poly. We've never stayed there before, uh, you know, and and that should be a lot of fun. We've done a monorail resort be- resort before. I do think it's valuable to stay on a monorail resort, uh, meaning the ones that are you know accessible from the the monorail. But you know, that being said, it's not a must for us. We're not, uh, you know, we don't have to stay at a monorail resort. We we like staying at Wilderness Lodge where we can take a boat and stuff like that too. So it doesn't matter that much for us, but. So that's kind of how it ended up with a split stay. Uh, you know, we borrowed some points uh, from next year because we're always borrowing points. I don't know if you guys are always using your points within the year, but I'm I'm always borrowing. Um, I try not to, honestly. I, I kind of like to have them. And again, we're not allowed split stays in our family anymore. We did it once and it's never allowed <laughs> again. So I don't yeah. worry about that so much. But I mean, for us, we and wanted, up, wanted to get Boardwalk as well and got waitlisted, but literally got it in a day. For our whole, I never even thought about doing it day by day. We're only going for four days anyway. But I mean, we just put in, it was next day, and boom, bang, it was good to go. And that happens sometimes with waitlists where you just, you know, like every other waitlist that I've ever done, I had gotten within like a month. You know, I've always gotten them pretty quickly. It's just this one, and I, I don't know if Pandora has something to do with it, uh, or if it's just, you know, because it's kind of like maybe the first or second week after I, I think school a lot gets of it, out. Yeah, because I can tell you is that we've actually done 
the same week that you're doing. Um, and it was super busy. <laughs> I mean, just because everyone gets out of school and everyone wants yeah. to go, they want to do something. They're like, Hey, what are we going to do to get the summer started? Right. And that's what they do. So well, and I think everyone's also thinking along the same lines as, hey, you know, we leave a week early before school's done and we'll beat everybody else that's going down there. But everybody's doing that. So it ends up busy anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, our, my kids are out of school already. So you have the whole South is out of school regardless at this point. So anything after this. And then what happens is, is that as you get into August, it starts, I mean, it's hot, but it starts to get to where the kids are going back to school. And actually, that's one of, personally, one of the best times. My family doesn't love it because it can get to 105, right? And we've been down there at 105, but <laughs> man, it sure is some short lines. That's, uh, that's definitely the good thing about it. Yeah, we've done, we used to actually do uh, August. That was kind of our go-to for the longest time, uh, just because it worked out the best to go during August. But uh, you're right, it is sweltering hot in August. It is miserable i mean it's still gonna be hot next week i mean it's you know it's it's florida it's always hot but uh you're totally right about that we used to go in august and this year just based on schedule we had to make this one work because we're we're doing a second vacation in august elsewhere uh i know we're cheating on disney with another place but you're not allowed to go anywhere else it's disney or nothing (laughs) it wasn't our choice you know it's a family vacation so (laughs) I always say, you know, just go to Epcot. You can visit, you know, uh, 10 different countries uh, and, and, you know, you don't need to go anywhere else. Yeah, why travel the world? It's all right there. (laughs) Exactly. No passport necessary. (laughs) Which reminds me, I wanted to ask you, Trevor, and this is completely off topic. Are you going to have to bring your passport to the parks to use your DVC, like uh, to use your DVC benefits? Because they check our driver's licenses. Do you know if they take Canadian driver's licenses or would you have to use your passport? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I have always brought my driver's license and they have taken it whenever I've had to do that, like for hotel check-in and whatnot. I don't see it being a huge problem, but I, I'll have my passport with me anyway because I need it to get into the country regardless. But yeah, usually if when I'm traveling around, I just I keep my driver's license on me. Yeah, I was just curious if they accept that or not because I, I, I would assume that they would. It just, you never know, you know. So anyway, that's off topic. I was just thinking about that yesterday for some reason i wanted to ask you that (laughs) since you had experience with it i'm sure so um so yeah so i i mean really how i ended up with the the resorts i wanted with the the reservations i wanted was really just monitoring the dvc website and then when i did see something acting on it quickly uh, i think that's probably your best bet is doing it that way um i like i mentioned before i've never done a split stay so this is going to be interesting i'm excited to do something different like this and uh you know since i don't have kids it's probably a little bit easier i i would think uh you know the, it's the, just the packing and unpacking is tough when there's more than two people i think that you'll be fine yeah, yeah I, 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 think I, so. I think so yeah i think so too i'm not that worried about it especially because the uh, bell services will take our bags from that resort over to Polly, so we don't have to worry about that part. The biggest thing will be, you know, we'll have to move the car at some point. But uh, you know, other than that, it should be pretty pretty straightforward and, and easy. So uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about too, you know, I see this pop up on on the DVC group sometimes, and I feel like people don't uh, either don't use online check in or and and I wanted to ask you about this, Damon, because I know you're not big into planning. Do you still do the online check in part? before you go i don't even know what that is so (laughs) yeah i've i've never done it either so oh man curious how this works too 
Great. Well, so uh, before you go, I want to say it's 30 days before check-in, and I could be wrong about that. We might we might want to double-check that because it might be 60 days. But uh, before you actually go, you can do online check-in, and what you can do is put in all of your room requests. And so this is something that comes up a lot is, like, what room do I request at which resort, right? And everybody's got different preferences, of course. Uh, but so what you can do is basically you could check in online and you can, you know, sh- say that when you're going to show up. So you can say what time you're, they're expecting you. Uh, you can say uh, you can, you know, put your credit card in ahead of time so that they have your credit card on file when you get there. You can also set your PIN numbers for your magic bands at that point as well uh, for purchasing. So if you want to set up your pins there, you can do that. Or, you know, you can, of course, do it when you check in as, as well. Uh, but then you can also, like I said, set your room requ- room room requests. That's a tongue twister. Uh so you can set your room requ- requests and see, you know, kind of what you want to want to do. And every resort is different. So every resort has different options. Some of them are like, you know, closest to the elevator or close to transportation or uh, close to the lobby. So that way you can try to, you know, figure out where your room's going to be. And they also give you the option, you know, they say, what's your priority, getting into your room first or getting your requests first? So you can check a little box and say, you know, I'd rather wait longer for my room and get what I'm requesting. Or if you just want your room and you don't care where it is, you can also, you know, uncheck that. And so you can just get whatever room they give you. So that's a, that's a really useful thing. And then when you get there, they already have all your stuff waiting for you. Like you, it's a much quicker check-in process when you actually arrive because they're expecting you. Everything's been requested. Everything's been done ahead of time too. Uh, and, and I've also heard too before that people for room requests, and this is going to sound really weird, but I've heard a lot of people before they go, like 24 to 48 hours beforehand, will actually fax their their room requests in. They'll use a fax machine. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and apparently that works better than anything else. What I, From what I've heard, I've never tried that myself, but yeah, which is crazy. So yeah, so I, I would recommend doing it. I think you guys, if you haven't done it before, you should totally do online check-in. Yeah, I was wondering about that myself. So, so actually, as far as the room request goes, um, iPhone member services, because um, I was looking at the different rooms that are available at the Poly for my trip, and there's three different longhouses you can get standard rooms in. So I actually called and requested the longhouse that I wanted. Um, I actually did that like a month ago. So I don't think you have to actually wait until, until online check-in to do that. They can put that on your file ahead of time if you already know that. But yeah, it sounds like I was actually kind of wondering how things like luggage and whatnot would work because like I know you get the luggage tags and everything, but they say it could be a couple of hours before it shows up at your room. But I guess if you've already got online check-in, they already know where your, your bags are going and everything. So it sounds like it just expedites that whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. And and especially if you're using Magical Express too, because, you know, that's I'm assuming that's what you're gonna be using, you know, and, and they'll you'll put your luggage tags yeah. on there and they'll just bring that to your room. Of course, like you said, they they do tend to show up later. So uh, but the other cool thing about this is too is so you can actually just once you online check in and this is not you can do this even uh, this is a newer thing even if you don't do online check in is once you do check in if your room isn't ready which you know oftentimes it's not check in times not till four o'clock we're going to be there at eight thirty in the morning so you know we're going to be earlier than our check in time but they'll actually send you a text message saying when your room is ready and what room number it is. And so with Magic Bands now, you don't even need to go back to the desk once your room is ready. You just go to your room. So they text you the room number and everything, and you just go straight to your room. Do, you know, Don't worry about going to the desk. It's already on your Magic Band. and Super convenient. Uh, so if, have you guys ever had where you've uh, – because I've heard some horror stories from people on, on like the groups on Facebook – 
uh, about checking in like way after four o'clock, you know, just being there early and then not getting their room until later. Has that ever happened to you guys? It's never happened to me. 2.30 maybe. I don't remember anything like four o'clock, but 2.30 probably has been the latest, I would say. I've always gotten it before four o'clock. I've, I, I mean, I can't remember a time when we didn't get it at four o'clock. We've always arrived like in the evening just because of how flights work out. So yeah, it's uh, for us, it's usually we just walk in and then they just send us straight up to our room. So I can't say well, I've ever had to deal with that. Well, that's good. That's good. Some people have, I've heard from a couple of people that said they didn't get it, get into like 11 o'clock at night into the rooms. And I'm like, that's crazy. Oh, wow. I, I can't imagine that. So, I mean, who knows, though? You know, some people might be exaggerating, too. So, <laughs> um, But also celebrations. That's another thing that you can do. You, can, uh, you used to be able to add it online, but for some reason, the past couple times I've tried to do to add my celebrations through the DVC website, I, it just it, they're not showing up, and I, I don't know why. Yeah, um, I don't see them on there either. I, I went looking for that, too, and I ended up phoning member services and telling them explicitly what I was celebrating. So, Yeah, and, you know, I, I found, too, that the... The system for celebrations is not always like even when I've told them before or I've done it online and I still get there and they still don't know about it somehow, you know, <laughs> like I don't know what, what the issue is there, but for some reason it doesn't always show up. And so I, I would recommend to anybody if you're celebrating something when you check in, even if you've done online check in, mention to them that you're celebrating. So you make sure that you get your buttons. Um, yes. Yes. Cause the <laughs> yeah, buttons get, are actually important. <laughs> What's that, Trevor? Make sure you get those buttons. <laughs> Yes, the buttons are worth their weight in gold, for real. And I'm not that is not a exaggeration in any way, shape, or form. Because when you go to restaurants, when you're just walking around the park, not only do cast members look at your buttons and, you know, celebrate whatever you're celebrating with you you know if it's your anniversary they'll say happy anniversary if uh, you know if you're celebrating birthday they'll say happy birthday that is the one thing that cast members are, are are very very good about pointing out is those buttons but also you'll just get free stuff i mean we the one time we went one of our friends was celebrating a birthday and every i mean literally every dinner she got a free cupcake for dessert um, so they do little things for you sometimes they'll get you'll get people i've heard people get free fast passes i've heard you know all sorts of different things that that uh, that special things. Free that fast get. passes. Those days are long gone. I think. No, still happens. <laughs> they they put them on mm-hmm. their electronic fast pass, or they'll just you know kind of like let you through the line. Yeah, oh, they'll boy. give them. You, you can still get the paper anytime fast passes. I've seen those handed out a few times. Oh yeah, that's happened too. Yeah, that totally happens. So yeah, it's and a, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, sorry, I should put a caveat to that. Is that I, I've seen um, in a few places where people have posted about. You know they've been celebrating an anniversary, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we had, like they they pretty much hit the jackpot where they get like like all kinds of awesome stuff from from the cast members and like tons of Disney magic." And then other people come on and they're like, "Oh, you know, I went on my trip and like one person said happy anniversary and and like we didn't get anything else." And so I guess the disclaimer with that is, yeah, the buttons are there so that people know you're celebrating, but don't assume that it means that you're you're automatically getting free stuff. Like it's, well, this it's is gonna, nice this to is, have. This is going to be interesting because this will be my first time there. I think that uh, I think that anybody, any of us, is actually going to have a button. So uh, I'll I'll let you know. It's going to be actually my. I think we're going to be there on my birthday, and I think we've actually been there on my birthday before. But I've kind of been like, ah, whatever, stupid buttons. I don't really care. But free so, for free cupcakes. It might be a different story. <laughs> this is actually interesting because so so uh, Tom, you're celebrating something. You're you're celebrating as well, Damon, and we're celebrating our anniversary down there too. So uh, I'll be curious how all of our experiences Wait, with that. Tom, what are you celebrating again? 
So my my anniversary is in July, and so we actually we always go to Disney in either July in either June or August. So we always are celebrating our anniversary when we're there. So they don't care if it's actually happening in that month. They just care if that if you're there celebrating that, then that's that's fine. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I don't. So it you I could celebrate my birthday like a month later. Is that what you're telling? Me? I mean, yep. I mean, theoretically, you could. They'll just get buttons that they don't verify any of this stuff. So if you wanted to just go up to See, the desk and gonna, say, it's, it's like this whole fast pass scheme. That's what you got going <laughs> on there. So. Yeah, and so for us, like our anniversary is in August, and we're going in September. And then next year, um, my son's birthday is towards the end of May, but we're going at the beginning of May, and we're celebrating his birthday. So yeah, they they don't. It right, I'm going to be the I'm going to be the one on record though to say that I don't like that. But okay, I'm going to let you guys slide because well, it's you guys. But hey, listen, <laughs> if it's not your birthday, it's not your birthday. But well, yeah, but, but the it's, reason it's hard we're going, to, you know, line yeah. up Disney and some of those events sometimes. So. It's it's uh, not like we're trying to take advantage of the system. It's literally we're going on vacation to celebrate our anniversary. We just can't go on our anniversary. So that's that's what the the actual issue is there. So I swear I'm, we're I'm not going to put myself on mute. I'm just going to stick myself on mute. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, but doing these celebrations it doesn't guarantee you anything. It, it's it's no, it's no, no, I, I I understand that part of it. Yeah, so it's not like, you know, it doesn't guarantee you that you're going to get anything. I mean, there should men- be two separate buttons, celebrating and the actual event. And and then <laughs> and then you make the event buttons where people actually get cool stuff verified by licenses and or marriage certificate faxed in beforehand. That's what I want. There <laughs> we go. Lot- Add that to another DVC perk list. That's that's a lot <laughs> oh of verification. <laughs> but, but, but see, the, it's the not necessary. It's not just a DVC thing either though. No, oh, that's true too. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's, that's but, an everybody. But, but make it a nice DVC thing, right? So if you are there celebrating something special on this DVC. You know, I'm all about getting these weird perks. I just add that to the list. <laughs> well, so I have I have heard of some DVC members that uh, – so whoever their, their person was that uh, sold them the contract, they'll actually get phone calls from those people – for like birthdays and anniversaries and stuff like that. So I get emails you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get I emails. Mean, I don't get phone calls. I, yeah. DVC so. will celebrate though for you. See, I have literally not heard from my DVC person since we bought like uh, not once since then. And yeah, I've seen, I, yeah, but <laughs> oh, I've I seen, love, I love my DVC guy and I hear from him all the time. See, maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm too poor or something. He knows he's not going to get any more points out of me. <laughs> I, I, actually, I just recently got an email from my guy, I think, saying to stop by when we were down there on vacation. Again, so do they do, they do anything again when you stop by? Like, so if you were to go there to buy again, do you get those free fast passes like they used to do? Or do they do anything if you spend your time with them? I'm sure they probably would. You sure they could be asked nicely. <laughs> I just want an ice cream sundae. I don't care about anything else. Um. (laughs) Well, I wonder if that's... See, that's interesting. I wonder if that's an interesting way to get around some of the crazy Animal Kingdom Fast Pass issues. Hmm. Yeah, I... I could sit online or I could sit and listen to DVC people try to sell (laughs) me more points. Try to sell you some more stuff. (laughs) If I'm getting a free Fast Pass that there's no caveat on where I can go with it, that doesn't necessarily seem like a bad deal to me. Uh, Assuming it's not restricted. yeah, yes, I feel like they true. wouldn't do that for Pandora right now. <laughs> yeah, but I, if I remember though, those fast passes were all encompassing. Like when we at least went to buy our points, like it, you could do whatever you wanted with them. They didn't even have days on them. You well, could just use them for your stay whenever. When we did it too, they actually told us that they were for anything, but then we tried to use them for anything, and we, they were like, "Oh no, you can only use those passes for certain things." And I'm like, "Well, they told us it was going to be anything." We weren't that mad about it, and they actually let us through. But it, it just, yeah. What did you try to get on that you couldn't? 
I don't. I to be honest, I don't remember. Um, but it was it was something that was super popular. It was might have been like Toy Story or something. Or like, yeah, you can't use this for Toy Story. And this was like three years ago. So you know. Wow, that's interesting because I think that's ex- explicitly what I used all of mine for was Toy Story. What was interesting to me was not only did my um, guy give us fast passes and my kids fast passes, gave fast passes to everyone that was with us on our vacation. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. So, yeah. so, so you you're willing to take advantage of the free fast passes for the DVC, but not for not the birthday pins and well, anniversary. Well, well, <laughs> free free fast passes for the DVC is something that's been handed to me by you know uh, a cast member of Disney. Is far right. different than celebrating my birthday when it's not my birthday. That, hey, listen, that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish I could celebrate my birthday every day, but you know, I kind of can't. <laughs> well, well, then it's your unbirthday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that I guess true. my point is we're celebrating we're celebrating our anniversary by going to Disney. It's just t- true. Two <laughs> tiers of the buttons. There should be special <laughs> buttons, a special tier of golden buttons for people oh, that are man. actually there during their event. That make them a little more special. That's all I'm saying. I, Damon, I really want you to work for DVC because <laughs> your ideas are so <laughs> hilarious. <and> just so <laughs> uh, they're the best. <laughs> Um, anyway, sorry, I think we got a little off off schedule there, but yeah, yeah. So we've gotten on our anniversary before too. We've uh, we have gotten, and you know, so Damon, are you okay? Like, so sometimes we've gone we've gone before like a week after our nope. anniversary was over. Doesn't count. No, it has to be on the anniversary. I mean, you only got married on one day, right? You didn't get married in a month, right? Like, yeah, yeah it's got to be that mm. day. That, I mean, listen, that's just how I would work DVC. There should be a whole <laughs> section of what would Damon do DVC edition. Like we can that. make we can make a podcast but, about yeah, it. just that. Let's, let's have I want my own episode. <laughs> so yeah, so Trevor and I will just take a, a week off, and you'll just talk the whole time about what you. Well, watch. I have to have I have to yeah. have ideas, you know, to bounce off of, of people because I might come up with a gem, and we'll make sure people are listening. So well, there's that Actually, too. But, yeah, there's that too. And you have to have us to to tell us that you're crazy. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. I guess. That's true too. Uh, but anyway, it's <laughs> so yeah. So we've gotten champagne before and things like that. Just little things here and there. But uh, the buttons are are a cool thing, and we don't always wear them every day too, because you know they're they are buttons, and this you know can get cumbersome after a while. So, um, but so just to I talked about kind of how I do my trip. How do you guys typically do yours? Do you guys do it through the website. It sounds like Trevor that you call. Uh, I do both actually. So. Um... For for certain things like yeah the the um, let them know about my anniversary and room specifics and all that I do call them, um, but so actually uh, I I'm sure Damon's gonna say I'm crazy but I've already booked my um, stay for next year online so I just I just went onto the website and I did everything through the website but I'm also uh, for that one I was within the 11 month window because I'm doing it at the Poly so. Yeah, it was it was easier to just hop on and do it in the middle of the day than than trying to get through to member services. Truth be told, I much prefer to do it online or through chat. Like, I anytime I can chat with them or do things online, I'm always happy about that. And we exclusively call. We don't use the website at all. And it's actually never me. My my wife does all of the planning of the actual trip. So for us, we. She she refuses to do anything online. She calls and talks anytime she needs to do anything DVC like. So we haven't even bought our tickets yet. I guess we have to buy them by, uh, I think tomorrow or something like that. It's like I said, it's a it's a calendar item for us somewhere, right? So we're in our window for when we're going. But she'll even call then, even just to get you know tickets and stuff like that. She'll call for everything. 
No yeah, because even when it's like, as long as it's sixty days out, it doesn't really. I mean, if you want to book fast passes, I know you're. Are you a big fast pass guy, Damon, or no? Yeah, I mean, because again, this time we're only going to Epcot and Animal Kingdom. That's it. Um, we're gonna rope drop one of the Animal Kingdom things, and then we're gonna fast pass the other one. And I think what's gonna end up happening for us is that we're gonna do the whole day there. You know, because we're not going to do a park hopper, which, again, we've never done before, which is why we really wanted to be at Boardwalk so that we can go back and forth in between. So, you know, we don't kill anybody, you know, and the family members while we're uh, <clears throat> doing our trip. But, yeah, we, we uh, yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a different sort of vacation for us. So it, it will be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting for us. But, yeah, I mean, we do fast passes, but we normally try to do our fast passes early. Well, I've already tried to set. Um, you know, set my kids up for the fact that, you know, hey, we may be at the park at 11 at night. I don't even know when it closes that night. I think it's late. And I'm like, you know, we may be at the park at you know, 11 at night. So my daughter's got me, seven-year-old's got me searching for the stroller because she's like, we're bringing the stroller, right? And I was like, you're seven. Like, yeah, but it's going to be after nine. She's another one like me. I mean, you know, if she could be in bed at you know, eight <laughs> o'clock every day. That would be fine. So, you know, I think we're going to have to bring a stroller with us when, when we do Animal Kingdom this time. It's such a large park too. It's it does can tire that one can tire you out pretty well, uh, yeah for sure. So I but I mean that that's interesting. Did you say you'd never done park hopping before? No, I said that we're not doing park hopping this oh, time. Okay, gotcha. We always do park hopping. Me too. Um, okay. no, normally, what happens for us is we'll do a water park in the morning, and then you know if we don't do something else, or we'll do water park in the afternoon. So. Most of the time it ends up, unless there's nothing opened up early that day, we usually end up doing the early opening park and then hit the water park and then go back and do some other park a little bit later in the day, but not not at, super late at night like you guys. I mean, we're usually back at the hotel by seven, honestly. Somewhere gotcha. seven or eight, yeah. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, I, I mean, we're all about park hopping. And I was actually just looking at our fast passes, and we're going to talk about fast passes in a, in a few minutes here, but uh, I was just looking at our fast passes and realized that this trip, four of our seven days at the parks are fast passes for Magic Kingdom. And I was like, how did that even happen? Uh, I, you know, because usually, usually <laughs> wait, we try wait, to what do you need to see at Magic Kingdom that many times? I, well, there's plenty, there's lots of things to fast pass at Magic Kingdom. Uh, but, you know, there's also a couple things that we really like, like Seven Dwarves, where you pretty much have to fast pass that unless you want to wait in line for a couple hours yeah so, that's true yeah and so we're and we and but we also are i hate to say epic park hoppers but we are we and we we've done you know three parks in a day before and we could have done the fourth if we really wanted to so we really like park hopping so it, and and we'll, when we talk about fast pass strategy in a second here we'll kind of get into how how i work that and kind of how i do it but i wanted to mention really quickly um magic bands because i one of the things i see a lot is people ask like when do you get your magic bands and you know how do you what do you do when, with I, them? when i when i walk in the door and they hand them to me pretty much you don't customize yours nah that's Man. how I'm getting mine because they won't ship them to Canada. <laughs> that's and that's a good uh, point, Trevor. I had no idea when you told me that. I was like, "What? Why won't they ship them to Canada?" So, is that for every country, or is it just Canada? Um, so specifically, there is laws against them sending um, RFID stuff over the border without proper documentation and whatnot. And I think Disney just didn't want to bother. And and that's specific to Canada's that they've got. They've got laws around shipping things with uh, with RFID in them, so um, or well, electronics in general. So yeah, because of that, they our big our big thing is here. yeah, our big thing is that I don't want to lose them. I don't want to forget them, right? Because how much does it cost you if you forget them? Um, twenty bucks. Yeah. Okay, 20 so twenty dollars yeah. times five, yeah. so a hundred bucks for me if I forget yeah, them. Yeah, that's true. We forget <laughs> a lot of things, right? 
So, yeah, no, I'm not Although, willing to take that $100 gamble. For I what, really? Co- different colors? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can customize mm. them with names and stuff like that, too. But I, I do think if you're a resort guest and you do lose them, I, I don't know if they do charge you to replace so they, them. So they, but... they say that they will, but they usually don't? That's how I heard it? It could be. I mean, they, it's it's kind of like with DVC, and I don't know if you guys have ever run into this, when they, they say that they'll charge you for like extra towels and like things like that. I've gotten extra towels so many times, and they've never charged me. So yeah, I... so we had somebody lose theirs when we were on our last trip, last June, um, and there was no charge. Yeah, and that's that's what I thought that if you lost them, that if you go to the resort, they'll they'll go ahead and you know and and give you just you know a generic one for free. You um, mean like the normal ones that we have? Yeah, exactly. We... The gray ones. <laughs> you guys rock the gray ones. <laughs> um, yeah. I, do I want to say that they were blue last time though? It used they were to be all the, the same color. Gray, so I don't know. They were all the uh, same color. Maybe they just yeah, give you, you can, what they have. You can pick the colors ahead of time so that when you get there, they are specific colors, but. Yeah, I don't care enough about that. Yeah, see, I figured we, as much. <laughs> <laughs> see, we have a crazy amount of magic bands. So we've accumulated, and there's actually all sorts of things online of what people do with their old magic bands, because you just end up with a ton of them. And actually, this time, they offered us two sets of magic bands because we're doing a split stay. It's by reservation as opposed to by stay, right? So we could have gotten different colors for the two days that were at Poly. Now, we didn't really want to do that, so we declined those bands and are just going to use the ones that we got. Uh, you know, but it's it's something you can customize online. It's usually get them a couple weeks before you go. We got ours about three weeks before we uh, before we uh, went there, so we got them about two weeks ago. Uh, and it's also kind of a fun thing, you know. To it's like an unboxing type of thing. You know, they have all those YouTube videos of unboxings. This is kind of the same thing. It gets you excited for your vacation when you get them, and uh, you know they're pretty cool. And so I I just think uh, you know if you want to customize them, cool. If not, that's cool too. I mean, there's nothing nothing wrong with not customizing them. They work the same way. Mm-hmm. So. And, uh, you know, they're the best. I love the Magic Bands, you know, for charging everything and for... Uh, and we're going to talk about this in a second, what you bring to the parks, but I do everything on my Magic Band. I don't know about you guys, but I don't bring a, I don't bring credit cards. I don't bring anything but my Magic Band. I charge everything to the Magic Band. I'm going to attempt that this trip. Yeah, we do. But, yeah, it, it's still kind of a weird thing to me, even though I, I know ultimately it's all going to the same account. But <laughs> Yeah, I do the same thing. I, I just bring a Magic Band. That's it. Yeah, and I, I do love that convenience. I mean, I, I it's really, really convenient. It's almost too convenient because then you end up buying more things than you probably need. You know, you just go, oh, I'll just put it on my Magic Band, and then you get your you know room bill, and it's like, oh, that was I spent a lot of money. <laughs> you know, so uh, but I, I prefer that. It's I like the convenience of it. It makes it really easy. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you guys, and it, you know, do you have any Disney traditions that you do on every single trip when you arrive or during your trip? So, you know, that special thing that you your family does every single time you go and I'll tell you what my wife and I do is you know we always go to Magic Kingdom on the first day always Magic Kingdom the first day the first morning you know we're there bright and early in Magic Kingdom and we always like to go to and I think I mentioned this food item on our on our last podcast I, we really like to go and get uh, a, a uh, waffle a Nutella waffle with fruit uh, from um, oh gosh the Columbia uh, House. It's not Columbia House. So. I, I don't know why I'm blanking on this. It's a little refreshment stand. It's literally the right when you turn left onto uh, when you turn left at the castle to towards uh, Liberty Square. 
my wife is screaming from the living room sleepy hollow refreshments <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. so thank you for that uh <laughs> Uh, so Sleepy Hollow Refreshments, it's a fresh waffle, and they do Nutella on it, and they do strawberries and uh, blueberries and bananas, and it's just kind of our little thing. Is we go in, we we eat that, and we hang out. We just kind of take in Magic Kingdom for a second, and then we kind of go about our day and 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 do different things. And also on our last day, we really like to park hop and hit all of. We kind of like to do a greatest hits on our last day, right? So we'll jump from park to park, all the things we want to do before we leave. So do you guys have anything that you? Do you like anything that you do like that? That's like your every time tradition, and and you can throw in Trevor to your Disneyland ones too, because I know you. He's do not allowed to. No, we're not allowed <laughs> to talk about that. Well, that's uh, another uh, podcast. It, it does apply to both, actually. Um, so when I, I don't remember how we figured out, so this was something that my dad, or, so my mom and my dad did this with us when we were kids, and my dad explained it to me as somewhere along the way he figured out that when. Given the choice, people always go, like, if you're going to go right or left, most people always go to the right. So you always get, like, if you're walking down Main Street, everybody always goes towards Tomorrowland first. It's just a natural thing to, to want to go right. So um, our rule has always been go to the left. And that, that applies to any park, though. So so not even in Magic Kingdom, but any park we go to, when we go in, we always hang a left and we go that way first. And we kind of try to go the opposite way of the other crowds. Um, for me specifically, um, going left means that, uh, I can get a Dole Whip right away. So I usually start my trips with a Dole Whip and my wife is probably rolling her eyes right now listening to this because she knows I'm crazy obsessed with Dole Whips and, and like, it'll be like eight o'clock in the morning and I don't care. Like I'm, I'm having my Dole Whip and, and I'll say to her, you know, it's like, there's pineapple in there. It's fruit. So, you know, <laughs> having a good breakfast. So that's like trying to say that chocolate milk has milk in it. So it's, <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. It, it's I mean, healthy. it's also Disney too. So whatever. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's always been our thing is, is go, to the, go to the left. <laughs> How do you feel about the alcoholic option of the Dole Whip now? I'm on the fence about it. Cause I'm not a big alcohol drinker, but I, I I would think it would still be pretty good. I, I, I may so. have to stop by Trader Sam's and give it a go. <laughs> now, are you okay with the citrus swirl too, or is that you know is all Dole Whip? I've never had the citrus swirl because in Disneyland they don't offer that; they just offer oh. the Dole Whip. And I and I know in Disney World they've they've done a bunch of different things over the years. Um, I I'm still very partial to just that. Uh, I like the pineapple flavor. I usually get a Dole Whip float, so I like the the whip with the uh, with the pineapple juice. So, so both we'll of ours that. are food related. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what about you, Damon? So I, I get what is that Club Cool? Is that where all the free soda is? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we go there every time we go and drink ourselves until we're all sick. That's usually part of what we do, and then the Except other for Beverly, thing, though, right? You don't drink. The no, Beverly. we drink it too because that's you do like, Beverly. Oh, you have yeah. to. I, I want to. I re- I'm really you excited to. to see how this goes when I, we, we go. We, we make the kids. The kids make each other drink it. How many Beverlys can you drink? You know, like that sort of thing. I mean, we <laughs> literally drink like a two liter of soda each when we go there. Um, we always do that. That's always been our thing. And then the other thing that we do is at Animal Kingdom, we will see how many times in a row we can ride um, Everest. So we've done 11, I think. Wow. So it's been a oh, wow. Yeah, I think it's been 11. You start to get sick. You start to get really <laughs> sick. So now that the kids are a little bit older, what we can actually do is so we'll usually go ride it. Actually, this is going to be the first time that my 
daughter rides it. She's not a big roller coaster person, so we force her to go on, and she cries. And you know, we're just parents like that, so that's okay. <laughs> and so this time we said, well, what is the ride that you're going to go on this time? And the boys are like, oh, she's got to go on Everest. So what we'll probably do is we'll go on it together as a family, and then we usually single single rider it after that. So that you can continually go on. Because honestly, the single rider of Everest goes pretty quick. Like you can ride it multiple times in a row. So I think 11 has been over the course of a day. I don't think that's all at once. I want to say probably all at once has been four or five in a row. So that's another thing that we do. That's always a big you know, tradition is how many times are we going to ride Everest while we're here? That's still pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, my wife's very familiar with the single rider line on Everest because I will not go on Everest. So, <laughs> wait, you've you've been at least once though. No, I have not. Really? I am oh, not. Man. So, part of the this is this is a, a fun story for everybody. So, I uh, I I love roller coasters, uh, and I love I love theme parks, and I love going to theme parks. I don't love riding roller coasters. Um, <laughs> so, but part of the reason but, I love Disney is most of the roller coasters at Disney are pretty tame right so you don't do rock and roller coaster either no so there's like there's only like three rides at disney i do not do wait what's the third one tower of terror (laughs) whoa whoa hold on a second i get motion i can't do the dropping i can't do the dropping (laughs) where's hang up i have to hang up i feel like i would love to go on tower of terror but i know i would throw up on everyone but that's okay like, you know, like, here's the thing. I could never, like, be a Disney person and not have gone on every ride, even if I got sick. Like, there's certain rides that I get absolutely sick. Like, so Dollywood, perfect example. There's a ride there called the Soarin' Eagle. I'm scared. It makes me sick. I don't feel comfortable after I get off of it. And sometimes I even feel like I'm going to pass out. I have to ride it. <laughs> like, it would be the same thing at Disney. Like, if we go together at some point, you are riding those rides. I don't care uh. if you throw up on them. <laughs> well, you can't say that you've been through Disney until you've ridden <laughs> everything at Disney. Uh, I'm also, I'm not going to lie, I have not been on Space Mountain either. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, wait, I, you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, it's almost like we should revoke his DVC card. <sighs> You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> I go on everything else, I, you know, everything else. You're talking about four of the biggest rides there. Yeah, I know. Y- you know, and, and I guess like my wife, she she has struggles with motion sickness. So I, I do get that part of it. But I mean, she's at least done these things once. And so she kind of I knows. agree with that just once. Yeah, I will not she, she knows where the limits are. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, like you, you're missing out. <laughs> I know. My, and trust me, my wife wishes I would go on with her too. Now, so. Here's the other thing. Have you walked the whole line and then just, I mean, whipped, I mean, gotten out of line at the end? No. I, like, so, so you haven't even seen all the cool stuff. Yeah, the yeah, cues are, are really a big part of it too. My wife did that with uh, um, Mission Space because there's I, I feel, no way she was going on it. Yeah, so. I'd feel better if you told me that. Like that would make me feel well, a little bit better. No, I usually that. I usually rock the, the you know, the, the end of the line there. I just hang out and, and wait for my wife to get off. She'll single rider it or we'll get us fast pass and she'll just use the fast pass. But yeah, I I know, I know. Trust me. And by the way, I'm not adverse to going on Space Mountain. I mean, Space Mountain doesn't really go that fast. I know this. Uh, You know, so I I will do that ride at some point in my life, I'm sure. Uh, And I mean, I'll I'll do Test Track. I mean, and Test Track goes faster than all those things. And the bars will not take your head off on Space Mountain. It seems like they will, but they won't. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Space Mountain freaks me out just because it's completely in the dark. And not that I'm afraid of the dark. It's just, you know, it's just, I don't know. And probably, I would probably do Everest if it didn't go backwards. 
the backwards part freaks me mm. out too. That's the best part, but yeah, I yeah, could say. I, I do like that part. <laughs> See, but a lot of people, I'm not alone in that though. A lot of people don't like going backwards on things. So I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but I understand anyway. your point. I, I get your points on that. I list, mean, so. do one of them while you're there. It, it, knock one of them off the list while you're there. Like, come back and tell the audience, like, you know what? I I, I knuckled down and I did one of the four. <laughs> I'll I'll try to. I really will. I'll, I will definitely. I will try. I do. We do try. You know, our. Wait, one you of go our... on Star Tours though? Oh yeah, I'll do Star Tours. All right, so yeah. Star Tours is far worse than any of them. In my yeah, opinion. Space Mountain's easier oh, than Star Tours. Gosh, sure. I, I, yeah. Star Tours is like the worst in comparison. Really? Makes me the sickest. Oh, see, oh, Star yeah. Tours doesn't bother me in the least. If Star Tours doesn't bother you, why do you think you're going to throw up on anything else? I, I don't know, because that just it's not the back and forth. like It's the dropping feeling that gets me. Yeah, my wife doesn't do well with the up and down. Like there, there's some roller coasters. If they if they got the hills, then yeah, yep. she's done. And that's why. So part of why I can do all the other ones at Disney is because you don't like Big Thunder or Seven Dwarves. There's like the the hills. Like you, the train goes like halfway down the hill before it lets go. Like so, you don't get the dropping feeling as much with those. And that's my problem. Like I can do spinning. I can do any. Then of that just stuff. sit in the front row. Well, that's that's true too. So sitting in the front row definitely helps, and and uh, I you know I, I could definitely do that too. Although I actually have gotten to the point where I don't like to sit in the front row on Seven Dwarves and on uh, Big Thunder because you almost get less of a ride when you sit on the front row in those. So, but yeah, you're right. I probably should do that, but I, I, I will try. I do try very hard to try new things when I go to Disney. So I. I Every time we go, I tend to try something new that I haven't done before. So uh, I will try, guys. I promise. <laughs> so Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but really quickly here, we, we do need to move on. Trevor, were you going to say yeah. something else? Uh, well, I was, I was going to say, so speaking of, of trying new things, um, let's move away from the rides. And um, we haven't talked about dining yet. So yes, for your trip, but- what are you doing for, uh, for dining? Yeah, really quickly, though, before we did that, I wanted to read a couple traditions that we got on the Facebook page because uh, I said I would oh, yeah. do that, and I didn't want to miss that. So um, we asked on our Facebook page some of the uh, trend, uh, traditions that uh, some of you guys, the listeners, do, and we got a lot of responses, which is great, and I don't have time to read them all. But there's a couple that I wanted to read because I thought they were kind of cool. And so we had uh, Charlie write in, and he said, it's quite a different journey from uh, from the UK, especially when we aren't flying direct. So our tradition goes like this. We check into Saratoga Springs. Deliver the CMs at check-in some treats from the UK. Chocolate and traditional shortbread always goes down well, which, which I think is by the way really cool that they give the 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 um, the cast members some treats. They're probably their favorite guests ever. Um, make sure that our room has a good view, otherwise it's back to the front desk. Uh, <laughs> Hubby doesn't even bother bringing up uh, the bags unless there's a there's a good view. Uh, flatbreads, flat flatbreads from artist palette to eat by the pool. Collapse into bed. Wake up at four thirty because of the time zone and eat ni- at eat at nineteen hundred Park Fair. I mean that is that is quite a tradition every single time. <laughs> so, and their first ride is always Splash Mountain too, which I think is pretty neat. Um, another one I wanted to read. I, I'm not. I can't read all these, but. We got a couple people that do Dole Whips every time, kind of like you, Trevor. There's a couple mm-hmm. people that mention uh, Disney Springs. Um, one that I thought was really cool was from Carol Ann. She mentioned, uh, she said, for us, always have breakfast at Chef Mickey's. Her kids are now 18, 16, and 12. And the first picture of them going was when they were two at two, uh, two and eight months old. And she has a picture from every single trip at Chef Mickey's. 
Um, so, so now over the years, every time they've gone, uh, she has a trip, uh, picture from the, each trip. And I just think that's really cool. I think that's a great tradition. It's an expensive tradition. Yeah, that's Chef Mickey's is very expensive. And actually, that brings us really nicely into dining, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So uh, so thanks, thank you guys for submitting those. We really appreciate it, and we really appreciate you commenting on the Facebook page. So uh, I wish I could have read them all, but uh, you know, we obviously have to talk about other things. But uh, dining-wise, so I'm, I have booked my dining. I do, I'm assuming you guys probably book your dining 180 days out. Um, now you're, you're laughing about that, right? <laughs> well, you have to do some reservations, I, right? No. Nope, zero. You never do a reservation? Um, so I think last time we went, again, my friends did the reservations because they were on the dining plan, and we just, you know, hey, just tell me where you're going, and we'll do it. But, like, for this trip, no. There's no way. I have no interest in reservations. I don't wow. know what I'm going to want to eat that day. That's, I mean, that's, you know, fair point. Yeah. Um, I always do reservations way ahead of time. I don't know. Trevor, do you, do you plan yours all the way out? Um, yeah, like 300 days out. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you can figure it out, you do it. Pretty much, yeah. So the ones I'm eating at this time, I'm doing a couple new restaurants. And actually, one of our traditions is we try to always eat at at least two or three new restaurants every time we go. Uh, And and also mix in some of our favorites. So uh, this time we're eating at Trattoria El Forno, which is perfect for us because we're staying at Boardwalk and it is on the Boardwalk. And my plan for our first night is we're going to stay there, we're going to eat dinner there, a late dinner, and then we're going to walk right into the park and watch Illuminations on the first night. So uh, which is really fun. We've never eaten there before, though, so uh, we're not sure what to expect. It's an Italian restaurant. I'm sure it's going to be good, um, but we've never eaten there before. Wait, but so you said you, you ate at an Italian, the Italian restaurant Epcot, right? Yes, Via Napoli, which is actually another one that we have scheduled. So, well, see, that, that would be the only one, just because uh, based on your recommendation, that I'm, I'm going to try. That's going to be you the one have. that we're going to try. Yeah, you got to check out but, Via Napoli. But do I have to like again? If you don't book, it just means you're sitting there for a little bit. It's, it's just, not like they, yeah. you're not getting in. Yeah, yeah, it depends on how busy it is, right? Exactly. I mean, like, if you try to, like, walk... It depends on your group size. It depends on how busy it is. Like, if you if you try to walk in at 5.30 to be our guest and have dinner, not going to happen. Well, be our guest is a little different, though, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. But most of the other restaurants, you probably could walk in. You're just going to end up waiting a little bit. That's, you know, that's... that's So that's totally true. But... Um, so we have Ohana scheduled because we love Ohana. Um, the funny part is, and I think I mentioned this on last podcast, we are actually Ohana. If you don't know, is in is it as at Polly, and we are actually eating there on the second night of our trip when we're not staying at Polly, we're staying at Boardwalk. So, um, which is kind of funny, but uh, that's a great restaurant. Have you guys been there, Ohana fans? Yeah. You don't uh, like no, Ohana, I'll... Damon? No, it's all right. <laughs> I'll be there in September. I've never done it before, so oh, I love Ohana. So, uh, what do you like there? Just out of curiosity. Uh, well, I mean, just first of all, they give you a massive amount of food, um, crazy amount of food, but the wings that they bring out in the beginning are really good. And the dipping sauces they give you, um, always the meat that we've gotten there is really good. Uh, you know, cause they do, it's kind of like a, um, Brazilian steakhouse type of situation where they keep bringing you meat. Um, you know, the dessert there is really great. Uh, just really everything we've gotten there has been very good. And the service is always good. And it's a fun atmosphere too. So that's the other thing. A lot of times there's music and they do, uh, you know, games for the kids and things like that. Uh, it's just a fun atmosphere. So, but you're not, you're not a big fan though. I'll tell you, I'm a little, I'm I'm a little down on Disney dining. Really? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I have to say there's certain things after going to universal, it's kind of put me down on Disney dining a little bit because the food there was just, so good and so many different places to eat that i just wouldn't have expected they put that new chocolatorium nonsense there that has been you know phenomenal we ate there twice i'm i'm a little down on disney dining i don't think there's been too many places that i would say rival 
a restaurant that I could find in my hometown. I'll be honest with you. That's just how I feel. I'm a little down on it. So I'm, that's why I'm so interested to try out this Italian place because, again, being from New Jersey, we always had good Italian food. And now not living there, you know, it's a little bit iffier. So I'm kind of going to go on your recommendation as a fellow New Jersey person uh, to try <laughs> this place, you know, and, and see how the Italian food is. Well, I couldn't disagree with you more because I think there's like all of the all the restaurants at Disney like do something pretty unique and you know at least the theming. And the... I would say, oh, I agree with you there. When I yeah, just yeah. talk straight food, yeah. Um, I mean, there's you can get some really unique things at Disney depending on where you go, you know, and and there's some really interesting things that you can get too. So you still haven't said good. No, really good. No, I, I, we have never had a bad. We have literally never had a bad meal at Disney. I don't so. think I've had a bad meal there. But again, when I start looking at price per meal in comparison, yes, it's vacation, right? So I get that part of it. There's been some good meals there. I would say, you know, be our guest actually was probably one of my recent favorites. Um, and the Chinese food at the what did we say? Is that the Yak and Yeti? Yes, um, which I'm been, actually eating at this trip. I like that a lot. Um, but if I was to say, do I like the Yak and Yeti better than the best Chinese place that sits in my town? Mm, I don't know if I could uh, say that. I, I would never make that comparison. We have, I mean, yeah, our Chinatown in Calgary here is just, yeah, we've got some some really amazing stuff. So, too, so. so that's when I think about it. Like, you know what would probably be really good food is... I don't necessarily love it, which makes it a little bit more difficult, but I would say like the German food or things like that, maybe they're great in comparison. I don't know. Well, I, I just, I, I haven't had anything that's blown me away that hasn't been a dessert. Huh. Honestly, I, I don't go to Disney. Like I, like I, to your point is, yeah, I would rather go looking for something different than what I'm used to. Cause mm-hmm. like, like I, I, I personally, um, I know they, what's the name of the place in the Canada Pavilion? Le Cellier. Yes. Is, yeah. Um, I don't think I would ever eat there because it's a Canadian steakhouse, which mm-hmm. I have so many of around here that I like, it would just not meet my expectations. I don't think so. That's understandable. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, and that's that's a really controversial one because a lot of people don't like it. Some people do. I, I we've always enjoyed eating there. So I, you know, I don't know. I, I just I've always found unique things. I mean, we, we've had African food, you know, where we've never had that before. We've had, mm, you know, yeah. we, we've had all sorts of different things. I mean, you know, I, I part of our vacation to us is is eating there. So we, we really enjoy the food. I, we really I, enjoy I the snacks. We enjoy, you know, all of it. So. So yeah, and I mean like places like Sci-Fi Dine-In, like I don't know if you've ever been there, but that place is no. super unique. Uh, you know, you sit in cars uh, and you're it's like you're at a drive-in and they play like, you know, like kind of like old monster movies and stuff like that. It's just a fun place. It's and you know, some of the waiters yeah. and waitresses are on like skates and stuff like that. It's a it's a really neat atmosphere. You don't and a lot of places at Disney, you don't go for the food necessarily. So like Chef Mickey's, you're not going there for the food, right? You're going there because oh, gosh, for no. the characters. Yeah. And so although I don't I would, you know, I know a lot of people think the food is terrible there. I have found it to be, you know, decent for a, a buffet. Um, yeah, but, but when you start to factor in that price point, all price of a sudden, I, yeah. See, that, that's, I guess, the problem that I have with it. The food is okay, um, but it's just expensive. Well, and that's the, the thing. You're, becomes, paying, you're like, paying for the characters as opposed to the, the actual food. You know, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. It's the, you're paying for the experience. Yeah, Mickey know. has a paycheck, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So that's true. Um, but and and actually, for the first time, we've never actually done a reservation at Disney Springs before. So we're actually eating at a Homecoming in uh, Disney Springs, which I've heard really good things about. So, see, and that's I think maybe what we'll end up doing this time is eating at Disney Springs because I think that's at a little bit of a different level. Yeah, um, there, there's a lot of of really wait. Wolfgang uh, Puck is over there, right? Now is yeah. it Wolfgang Puck? Yeah. So I, we eat there, and we like that. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing with Disney Springs is that it's not so much like the theme park experience, but it's actual like restaurants. And it, it seems really that, yeah, if, you, if you're looking for a better restaurant experience, that's probably the better place well, to and, go. And the thing is, again, just being, you know, have, have been at Universal so recently, they have Mythos, which is, you know, voted the number one restaurant within amusement park. And it just was so good, you know, food wise, that it was just tough for me to think about the Disney food that was at that same level. And I think that was it. Like maybe be our guest. Be our guest was pretty good. And well, yeah, that's... I, it it just depends on where you're going. I mean, have you ever been to California Grill or to you know yeah. some of the really high end places? Or you know, the, the only other thing that I think compares is the, is um what's what's that one that's on top of Contemporary? <sighs> yes, that's California Grill. Okay, so we've been there once, I think, for our anniversary, but I didn't get a button because it was like a week later, and I didn't want to be that person. <laughs> um, but that being said, uh, I By think that person, do you mean everyone good. at Disney? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's got to be people out there like me that, that, that don't do it, that want that special button. The gold-plated button, right? Gold leaf. I'm going to make my <laughs> you own. You can make your own. <laughs> that, that would be great, actually. Take, that's what I'll do. I'll take their button. I'll bring it back. I'll bring one of those... Um, paper cutting things that you can buy on Amazon and I'll make my own button. You should just write on the button in Sharpie, today is my birthday. (laughs) Yeah, August 13th. I'll write that right under there. (laughs) Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, if you eat at the higher end Disney restaurants, I I mean, they are things that I, you know, I could get at home, but you know, that are, are really unique things. You know, we've eaten at California Grill. We've eaten at Citricoast. We've eaten at Narcoosie's. We've eaten at, um, uh, Artist Point at uh, Wilderness Lodge, and and those are real. I mean, Sanaa at um at Animal Kingdom Lodge. These are all really, really great high end restaurants that are, mm. you know, places that have excellent food. Uh, you know, so I, I, I get it. You know, like not everywhere you go is going to have great food. And actually, it's funny you say be our guest because that's another polarizing one. A lot of people hate that place, <laughs> but I've I always had agree. good meals there. But I had some good food there last time. I had a good pork chop. That I'm a pork chop sort of guy. And it was actually very good. Yeah, I, I, you know, and that totally totally makes sense. But there are definitely a lot of options. You a just need to look know where to look for them, and you know, b being willing to pay some of the prices. And um, you know, it, it's it is expensive. It's theme park food, of course. You know, I, I was I was telling somebody though, you know, I kind of expect that, and it's not unique to Disney either. We went to our local theme park and had some, you know, got some pizza and some drinks and like maybe some breadsticks or something. It cost about forty dollars. Are you talking about Carowinds? Yes, I am talking about Carowinds. Yeah, it was very expensive and it was like the worst food I've ever. So, had, so here's so. here's an inter- we're going to sidebar Trevor here for a second. So that's interesting <laughs> because I have not been to Carowinds. Oh really? Um, no. And, and what do you think? It's it's all right. Is it worth going to? Yeah, I heard it, definitely. Well, see, here's the thing, though. So I heard that it's got some crazy coasters. So what did you do? Just walk around? Uh, pretty much. There was like two things <laughs> I went on there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my wife had a ball, though. So. Okay. <laughs> but no, you should definitely go there. But, you know, the food there, I mean, you pay, I paid Disney prices, and I, I felt like the quality of Disney was much better. And I, I honestly, I also feel, though, I mean, even at some of the quick service restaurants, I do feel like some of the quick services have better food than, you know, I mean, if you compare them to a fast food place, it's definitely. Well, what better. did we say the Chinese one was? It's not Yak and Yeti. It's the. 
Tusker the, House? Yes. Yes. Wait, the Tusker House is the better one, isn't it? Well, no, Yak and Yeti is, is considered very good by a lot of people. No, the, but which one is the sit-down restaurant? Well, Tusker House is a character sit-down. Yeah. And but Yak and Yeti. And Yak and Yeti is the sit-down. So what's the little place that's right outside that, though, where it's just a walk-up quick serve? We're, we're, I feel like we're getting this backwards again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, but I've been to the I've been to the one where you sit down and had no ca- characters there. I thought I don't I, I don't remember the name. I've eaten there before uh, too, and it was it was good. And you know I I do you know I I, I do, do always argue with people about this because I do feel like I always see stuff at Disney quick serve restaurants that I've never seen anywhere else. Like just like crazy stuff sometimes, especially Animal Kingdom. But you know, wait, the Tusker House is. Um, African food, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about that one. There's the and and Yak and Yeti is is a sit down or not sit down. Yak sit and Yeti down. sit down. Okay, yeah. so what's the what's the one that's right outside Yak and Yeti that serves Chinese food quick service? Uh oh, what is that one called? Or is it the Yak and it's Yeti and they just tree, have a quick? Well, Flame Tree's barbecue. Yeah, right. I think maybe Yak and Yeti. I think this is why this is confusing. I think Yak and Yeti has their own quick service as well as sit down, and I think that's what's confusing us. That could be the case. Yeah, I think it is. Now that I'm on the internet, yeah, I, th- I think it is. It's table service or sit down. So all right, uh, yeah, clear okay. it up. There I go. said I do the. We've <laughs> we've sat down once and done the quick service eight million times. I could I almost add that to tradition because we eat there every time we go to Animal Kingdom. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, there's a counter service called Yak and Yeti Local Food Cafe. That's probably yep. what then, you're thinking. And then a quick service portion of that as well. Yes. So yep. and so we're going to the sit down part of it. But um yeah, so that's you know, I, I, I don't know. I always argue that uh, you know, part of my vacation is the food there. We really enjoy the food there. We enjoy some of the snacks. You just there's a lot of like crazy desserts you can find that are, you know, things that you don't really find anywhere else. I mean, like, listen, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and argue that, like, you know, you go to, you know, Pizza Fari and it's like the best pizza ever because it's not. <laughs> it's, you know, they make it with a they, – they, they have a machine that makes pizzas and it's like – it's whatever. It's pizza, you know. It's But, you know, and a lot of these places are hot dogs and things like that. But uh, I like Flame Tree uh, for, for barbecue. I like a, a couple of the different quick services have kind of cool different stuff, you know, like mac and cheese. I think Pandora is going to change that, though. I, I can't wait for that food. Oh, that food that, looks amazing. Yeah. That, that food does look change amazing. my opinion. So I, there's another – There's a, I was just going to bring up a rumor really quickly, and we'll talk about this very briefly. There's a rumor going around. I don't believe this rumor, by the way. There's a lot that I do believe, but this one I don't believe. It seems a little sketchy. Uh, that Disney's adding alcoholic beverages to the dining plan in 2018. It would have to be for an upcharge, though. There's no way it's not well, an upcharge. Yeah, I, I could see it on maybe the deluxe dining plan. Yes, where you're, where it's all sit downs. But yeah, I, I that's. I don't necessarily. I mean, I could see it. I could see it on, like Trevor said, I could see it on deluxe. I and the the rumor was that it was going to be on the regular dining plan too, and I just no. can't see that. I you know. Yeah. Considering how much money they make off of alcohol, I mean, any alcoholic beverage is like minimum ten bucks there. So you know, I can't imagine. Yeah, and I, I feel like they're kind of inviting problems if they did that as well. I would assume you, it wouldn't be unlimited; it would just be like one, right? So yeah, but, like but dessert, it's all based yeah. on credits, right? And they don't keep track of when you use your credits. Oh, yeah. so. so you could you could all of a sudden go one day and just light it up. <laughs> yeah, oh exactly. Gosh. Right. You could drink around the world on snack credits. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would that would be probably a good money saver, actually. <laughs> so. Yeah, that that sounds like all kinds of a bad idea to me. It, it does. <laughs> I I don't believe it. it. It seemed like it was based on sketchy information. So we'll move on from that one. I just yeah. thought it was an interesting thing to mention. But um, so I want to mention a couple things 
things about tours. So I'm doing, we're calling this the tour trip. And I think I mentioned that last time. We're doing a couple different tours. I tried and failed uh, many times to book the DVC uh, member only Soren tour, um, which I don't even know exactly what the, the tour entails. I just, I thought it would be fun and cool, but apparently there's only 20 slots for it and they only do it once a week. So yeah, it's just just didn't line up. Yeah, and I've I've seen lots uh, of people. I mean, I don't I don't even know how anyone gets that reservation. Like, because I've seen people post that they've done it 180 days out and it's still not available. So, I don't know. You either got to know somebody or you got to you know I don't know. But the hmm. other ones we're doing uh, are backstage tales, which is an Animal Kingdom early morning one where we actually get to walk around and see how they take care of the animals. So like we get to see a lot of the enclosures. It's like a behind the scenes tour, um, which. I'm pretty psyched about it, actually. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, all of these, by the way, all of these tours I got were, I did book through member services by calling because you can't book them online. And we did get a nice DVC discount for all of them, um, which is nice. Uh, that really saved us a lot of money. So, I, so these are not, sorry, these aren't DVC specific tours no. you're doing. These are just the ones that are offered to everybody. These are tours that anybody can do. Yeah. It's just, okay. we get a really nice discount on them. So, which is good. Um, cause some of them are expensive, uh, but yeah. I'm, ex- I'm, yeah, I'm excited to do the magic behind our steam trains. Um, I've seen people do that one before you get to go into magic kingdom before it opens, like well before it opens. Like, so even before they just let people wander in, uh, I have to be there at like seven fifteen uh, so for this tour. So it's, you get some really cool pictures of empty magic kingdom, which I'm excited about, but I'm also just excited to hear the history behind the steam trains and, you know, see how they're maintained. My wife has, is abstaining from this tour because she has no interest whatsoever. So (laughs) she's going to sleep in and I'm while I'm on this tour. (laughs) So, and then we're doing behind the seeds, which I've always wanted to do, uh, which is if you've ever gone on the, um, the boat ride whose name is escaping me at the land. land. Thank you. Living with the land. Yeah. Uh, where they the take land, you yeah. through the greenhouses. This is a, it's, it's a pretty cheap tour. It's like 20 bucks a person. And uh, we've always wanted to do it before. It seems kind of interesting. So we're going to check that one out too. So um, we're going to move on here quickly. Cause we are of, as usual uh, talking <laughs> way longer than we planned. So <laughs> way behind schedule as usual. Um, so we're going to talk fast pass strategy really quickly here. Uh, one of the things we want to bring up is talking about a new policy that Disney just put in place, cracking down on people abusing the FastPass system. I don't know about you guys. I had no idea people were doing this. I didn't I'm not really surprised, either. but yeah, it's, it, it seems like it's an awful lot of effort mm, just to get a FastPass. <laughs> I don't think so because I think people, I mean, you had two different ways to do it. Like, so annual pass holders were just bringing their other person's magic band with them. I mean... I don't think it's yeah. that hard. I well, mean, I don't think it's a lot of effort. I mean, I'm glad they're cracking down on it because I, I thought it was way too easy to, to do. I, I think it even went a step further than that. That some people were, I, I, I don't want to say selling their fast passes, but I think they the, were like, yeah, there, there was people that were like, they were. The way I understand it is like they would actually buy a whole bunch of tickets that they were planning to use throughout the year, so they had tickets that that were valid for like the next two years. And they would use those tickets to book fast passes for a time that they weren't there. And then they would actually sell that as a feature on different websites and whatnot, which is But how just... much does a ticket cost? A ticket is pretty expensive. So you'd have to be getting a lot of money for those fast passes. Right. But, but if you think about it, like if they buy these tickets and they're planning to use them a year and a half from now, but if they book like, you know, if, if they go in and they're booking fast passes like every day for the next year... I'm sure that they just paid for the cost of those tickets. Mm, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and that's they were also people were using somehow expired tickets too, is from what I read too. I guess like Ooh, Disney didn't have a worse, way yeah. of knowing that 
there was no tickets associated with that magic band. I don't know. It was it's some strange thing where there were expired tickets or unexpired tickets, and uh, so yeah, there was this crazy loophole that I had no clue about until I saw this. And basically, Disney's just cracking down on it. So now they're going to have a validation system where... You have to have been in the park that day. Exactly. Right, yeah. Which, yeah. That's why you scan your finger when you go in, and I think that's a great idea. I would agree. I I think this is going to help everyone get more Fast Passes, right? Because you can only imagine how many Fast Passes were being taken up by the system that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By people cheating the system. I'm sure lots of people, especially same-day ones... Um, were because people these people were not using the website; they were actually going to the in park kiosks. And I guess there's something with the in park kiosks where they didn't communicate with, like, the website, or or with like you know they were they were different. They were almost like on a different system. So Disney's just kind of closing that loophole now, where nobody can do that. So unless you scan your Magic Band to get into that park that day, then um, you're not getting you're you're not able to use your magic bands for uh you know for fast passes otherwise so and they will actually lock your whole account down uh and, and for the and you'll have to go to member ser- not member services but guest relations and beg to get unlocked <laughs> so yeah and the only way they're going to unlock you is if you didn't do anything nefarious so positive thing I'm surprised it took them so long to actually do this I mean yeah it's it, it's weird that that they've had the system in place for so long and they haven't realized that there's there's a loophole but obviously the problem is is that a lot of times these things aren't obvious until somebody's actually out there exploiting yeah. them so I I think a lot of it had to do with it you know there's this whole money issue right so how much does it cost to fix the system versus you know how much are people complaining I yeah, think that the true. complaining just got so much especially with you know personally I think a lot of it had to do with Pandora because, you know, people are trying to get on these rides. The lines are freaking ridiculous. And all of a sudden, you know, it, it becomes more of an issue. If you're sitting, listen, if I have to wait an extra five minutes, am I going to think about this and complain? No, but if I have to wait three hours, I'm going to, I want to know why I have to wait three hours, right? And yeah. I think that's part of it. Um, and on the flip side of that is you've got people out there that are willing to say, hey, yeah, I'll pay you 20 bucks to guarantee that I get my fast pass that day instead of fighting with everybody else. Oh my goodness. I'm sure it was way more than $20. Well, yeah, whatever, (laughs) whatever it is. But yeah, obviously, yeah, Pandora's kind of highlighted that there was an issue there that needs to be fixed. I I think that brought it to the forefront personally. Yeah, Uh, I I think you're probably right about that. And it's, it's good for them to, and like, you're right. It's probably was a priority thing where it was like, well, we've got all these other things in the system to fix. Like we're trying, we're trying to make Pandora, right? Like at the end of the day, (laughs) yeah, kind of of what to worry about fast pass. I'm trying to make Pandora here. Exactly. And, you know, we're trying to make sure the fast pass system just works every day, that it doesn't crash and we have enough, you know, server and all, you know, all that stuff. I'm sure it was just low on the priority list and they finally got around to it. And it was probably also hard, a hard problem to figure out too. It's like, how do we make this work? Because they sell their tickets and you can use them anytime within you know there, there used to be a no expiration option too you know where mm-hmm. you could have them forever and before you had to use them so uh that was the other thing too uh so you know they probably just were trying to figure out how to actually fix it too but it seems like they found a good solution and uh you know so we're going to move on from that because that was a really quick thing but it's definitely a positive development but um i wanted to bring up fast passes because i i was saying this on on facebook to a couple people and people were wondering how the FastPass system works. And you always hear people like, oh, I wish I missed the old FastPass system, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's so many things you can do with the new one. You can get way more Don't, FastPasses than the old system. No. You can. Mm-mm. You can. Well, well you th- hold, on, hold on. So let's rephrase this. Can you get, can you, can I ride Toy Story four times in a row? Possibly. 
<laughs> Tell us, Tom. How but would we do but, that? But I mean, so but you couldn't really do that in the old system though either, because but it's you know you would get your ticket and then you have well. To let's wait. say I started first thing in the morning, right? Yeah. I rope drop Toy Story with a fast pass early morning, and then I just get another one for Toy Story. So and then I go on again. They get another one. I've gotten three. I've gotten three before for Toy Story. I'll tell you that. Um, my average is usually five a day. Uh, I've gotten eight before total, and so so yes, exactly what you're saying. All right? tier one though. You've gotten eight tier ones. Uh, eight of you know a variety of different ones, so it, it, okay. it could have not been tier one, though. not always okay. tier one, no. Okay. Um, but the strategy that I've always em- employed is doing my fast passes as early as possible. So when I'm scheduling them ahead of time, do the, doing them as early as I can possibly do them. And mm-hmm. then on the third one, I always go as early in the hour time frame as I possibly can. So if it's 11:30 to 12:30, I get there at 11:30. Yep. The, the second I use that fast pass, and I'm not even kidding about this, as soon as I scan my band, I am already on the app picking a new fast pass for the next thing. And this is the big trick is that I don't think a lot of people are necessarily using the phone app at this point. And yeah, if you want to, if you want to really get ahead on the fast passes, you, like you said, you have to be on that app and booking them as quick as possible. And you're, you'd actually be, and you're, that's exactly right. And you'd actually be surprised. Some of the tier one rides are still in there. There will be times available for them, especially now with like Toy Story and Soren with, with the, uh, you know, the bigger, uh, uh, the bigger capacity, uh, there are ones that show up, and especially because people cancel them too, so it frees things up. So, I mean, there is there's availability out there, and and Damon, I think you probably could make it work. I mean, we always rope drop Toy Story and have Toy Story as our first fast pass, so we'll we'll but, ride it and then get back out and go and use our fast pass. You know, but I think now that people book it throughout the whole day, right? The way the system works now is, I, I just don't think you can get that that fourth Toy Story in the day. I mean, I've tried. I just I haven't been able to do it. Well, maybe you know, you'll be... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, after the changes they just made, I'll be curious how yeah, this Yeah, I'm excited about that, too. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder if, you know, because of Pandora, if that kind of lightens the Toy Story load. Because at the end of the day, that that's the biggest line in the park before Pandora was, you know, opened. Yeah. That's so. It's going to be interesting. Well, that's moderated too, though. Even since they've added the new, the whole, the whole another section, the third track. The, ever since nah. they did that, that's calmed down a, a little bit. I, I, I don't know. I still see the ninety to one twenties. Oh, when I, that know, does happen. I yeah, I mean, it's better yeah. than what it was before. There, it was, it was, you know, it got up into the. Uh, I've seen it really long before, like a couple hours, like three, yeah. four hours. Um, yeah. But and even Soren, the other day, I was just looking at wait times for Soren, and it was like forty-five minutes, and I was like, wow. You never see a 45-minute wait for Soren. No, I think the first time I even went on it was like 120. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. But but so that's the thing. It's And I, I have gotten a day of FastPass for Toy Story before since they've upgraded it. So it is possible. It's out there. Um, it's just a matter of looking and, and taking advantage of the system. And, and truth be told, you know, with the old system, with the paper system, you know, you by the time you got to the to that the you know you could get the one pass and by the time you used it uh you know it might be sold out for the day because those you know would sell out for the day too so I, I i always argue new system versus old system i prefer the new system i prefer the old system see i yeah. it gives you so much more flexibility though you know and no. and i've i've had to deal with the old system at disneyland still and yeah, Radiator Springs Racers was the best example of that. You would you would go and line up for forty five minutes in the morning just to get your fast pass, and by the time you got it, um, and or by the time you got back to actually get on the ride, there'd be no more fast passes for the day. So like you literally got one shot at it. And and yeah, with the old system, it was just that it, I think it forced everybody to like kind of freak out and and rush the thing. 
Whereas with the online thing, I, I, I feel it takes a lot of the pressure away from people feeling that they have to like go over there, get their fast pass, make sure that they're like first in line and all that kind of stuff. Right. Cause they, you can do it I all. On the app. I, I'm going to be the one that disagrees. I, I, I like the old <laughs> system and you know, it's not like I haven't used the new system. I just happen to like the old system personally. I just like the flexibility of like, if I want to change my time, I can change it to a different time. If I'm running, you know, if I'm running late or something like that, I could, you know, I get to pick the time as opposed to just putting my card in a machine and it tells me what time I need to come back, you know? Yeah. I like the flexibility of being able to, you know, say, I want to go this time, this time, and this time. And then if, you know, if we get caught up doing something else or we, you know, change plans last minute, I can always change our fast pass to something else or to a different time or, uh, I don't know. I just like the convenience of it. I don't like the tier system uh, attached to it. That's kind of the problem that I have. That's, that, I, yeah, that's a fair point. That's a separate thing for sure. I, I'm not a huge fan of the tier system either. <laughs> I'm not either, and then I, but I, 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 it's. Really, I understand why. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly right. I, I don't yeah. like it either, but I also understand. <laughs> like, it's to the point where at Epcot we only have two. Like the day that we're at Epcot, we or one of the days, uh, we only have two things fast pass uh, there well, because and, nothing and, else needs the fast pass. You know. <laughs> wait, and Test Track and Frozen are both tier one, right? Test Track, Frozen, and Soren. All on the same tier. See, and that's what's going to happen for us is I'm sure when we go, we're going to, I mean, I'm going to be locked into Frozen, right? Because I haven't done Frozen and I'm sure my daughter's going to want to do it. So uh, that could mean, I don't know what that means. As my kids get older, though, the single rider line for even Test Track is worth it. Yeah, it's oh yeah, helps, we, it helps yeah we've, we've done that with my son too. I like I, I take advantage of single rider whenever I can now. And truthfully, none of none of the fast pass stuff matters if you if you're rope droppers, you can get on so many things without you know having to even worry about fast passes. Like mm, early you, risers but, get rewarded at Disney. They do, but I feel like you get rewarded by usually doubling up, not necessarily. Do do you take the chance on that ride and not even fast pass it? Mm, that's tough. Sometimes. Well, but if you got two to choose from, it's, well, that's where Pandora comes in. And then, yeah. yeah. And then do the other, right? So I think I'm going to I'm gonna fast pass the, not the river ride, the other one. Yeah, you got to do passage, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the river ride, like, mm, yeah, I, I'll rope drop that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that's my take. And that's that's the thing. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, rope dropping, it's basically being showing up before the park opens. Cause Disney and usually op- a half an hour. It's, yeah, at it's minimum. A half least, hour yeah. minimum. Because Disney actually doesn't – they have open times, but they open when they're ready to open. So meaning if they're open at 845, they're going to open. Um, so get there early and then go straight to the most popular ride or like we were talking about either fast pass that if you really love, right? Like for us, we love riding Soren. So our, our first fast pass on our Epcot day is at nine 30 for Soren. So we're going to go rope drop Soren, go on it, you know, standby, wait maybe 10 minutes at the most 15 minutes. And then we'll go, go right back online through a fast pass and ride it again. And I, I love that strategy. I think that's, I like the strategy, but I'm going to put this out there for the people. Listen, if you can walk fast, that's great. Don't run. Don't (laughs) Don't run. run. Yeah, that's been a problem. And and don't – I've also seen this too with rope dropping. Listen, if you're there behind an extra 20 people, it doesn't matter. Sometimes rope dropping can get a little crazy. It can. It doesn't get so much at at Disney. They do a really good job at it, you know, but it's just something to keep in mind. Like, you know, it's like when you drive 10 miles over the speed limit to get there two minutes faster. Get there earlier, you'll be okay. I'll tell you a story. Um, So this was like 20 years ago. Um, We went to Disneyland. Um, So we took... It was my my last family trip with my parents and my, my siblings and everything. Um, I was allowed to bring my girlfriend, who's now my wife, and my my sister brought her boyfriend. 
and we had decided we were going to rope drop and then book it over to Splash Mountain. So we were all, we were walking and like we were kind of at the front of the line, everything. And my sister's boyfriend got this great idea that he was going to run and get ahead of everybody else to get us first in line. And so I watched him go running off towards the line for Splash Mountain and there was, there was nobody there. And so he was he was running full out, and then he had the great idea of he was actually going to try and jump over the uh, the rope um, the rope line that they have to to keep everybody off to the side for for Splash Mountain. Uh, he caught his foot and he face planted into the the concrete, <laughs> and all of that was because he just wanted to be the first in line. Yep. So. <laughs> in, in my mind, is it really worth it? Like, especially at, at Disney, you you end up running you end up hurting yourself and then you can't do anything because you hurt yourself like well, and and just exactly <laughs> and and besides that you know even if you're in the first hundred people on soren you're still going to wait 10 minutes you know oh yeah it's not like you're going to wait all that much more you know if you're either you know in the first hundred or the second hundred you're still going to get on pretty quickly you know it's just uh it's crazy some of the things i mean i even toy story when that first opened I, i've told the story before of rope dropping that where literally they had all of the staff of toy story midway mania walk everybody over to the ride like with a giant rope and yeah, just i've, I've yeah. been through that yeah yeah and so which is the way to do it, I mean, if it's a safe way to do it, I'm sure people were trampling other people, you know, to get there. So, which it's, you know, I probably trample somebody for that ride. It's pretty great. But <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on because we're running out of time here. Well, I'm yeah. looking. I'm looking at this list, going. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. So, who fast passes shows? We're, we're going to like spitball this and just shotgun it. Yeah. Um, I have fast pass shows. I have. Okay. I I, um, I don't really fast pass those usually. I just try to show. Well, up now that with the tier system. It almost makes sense to yes. fast pass some of them. Yeah. Um, what are we looking forward yeah, to? I've, wow. I've never bothered. <laughs> I don't think we're even. Allowed, I don't think we can even possibly answer this one in the time frame that we have. Yeah. Let's let's move yeah. on here. Sorry. So we're gonna, we're going to give you a preview though. Tom's going to add these to later shows. So what yes. are we looking forward to? Okay. Pin trading. First of all, that's its own whole episode. Its own whole so episode, yeah. <laughs> that's its whole yep. own episode. Um. Wait. Hold on. We missed something else. Oh, what do you bring to the parks? That's another whole episode. I actually, yeah, I yeah. think that would be a great episode because I think people would like to listen to that a few times. You know, so let's maybe, maybe we'll talk a... about that next episode. Um, yeah, you know, we'll talk a little bit about because we've got some room there. So um, let's talk really quickly about Pandora again and make it very brief and about Guardians uh, because I think this brings up a little thing. And if we don't talk about the skull mug, I know you're going to be like uh, you're going to quit. I'm not going to get on the next episode. So. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the skull mug right now. We're actually going to just go right to the skull right. mug. Because... <laughs> go ahead, you go off. I'm going to mute you. You talk about the skull mug. I know you're excited. I, 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 well, I'm just excited. Again, there's there's always these little things that you can get at Disney, right, that are, are just unique and maybe sometimes, you know, you want to bring home with you. And this new Dole Whip skull mug that's in the Magic Kingdom, right? Like, so it, the people are calling this stuff I never knew I needed. I, I would agree with that. It's a, a, a Dole Whip float in a, like, kind of, let's call it a souvenir skull mug that's kind of clear, kind of looks like, you know, cool the, crystal sort of thing. Like yeah, the crystal theme. skull from... Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones is what I think of. Okay. Yeah. yeah and, and where can you get it at? It's just at the one place, right? The Tortuga? Uh, uh, it's actually... Aloha Isle. The, oh, Aloha yeah. Isle. Okay. Yeah, where you buy Dole Whips in, in uh, Magic Kingdom. And, I mean, the, like, for me, you know, can Dole Whip get better? Yeah, I mean, this just makes my Dole Whip better that I'm drinking it out of a skull mug. So. You know what the only thing that I, I wonder about sometimes with, the, with all the mugs? I've seen some pretty cool Disney mugs that are just way too small. 
for mm-hmm. me to feel like I've gotten what I should be getting out of my <laughs> mug. But yeah, I would say that this is something I'm looking forward to, and I could see coming back with five of these. Nice. But I don't know if I want the light-up one. Like, I think the light-up one's super-duper cool, but not dishwasher safe. Hence the problem. Not, the other one might not even be dishwasher safe either, but at least hand-washing it, and I know that I don't have to worry about the light at the bottom. I, yeah, we, we've got a couple light. of cups that we bought. We actually got the BB-8 uh, oh, cup, and, nice. and I'm more than happy to just wash it by hand mm-hmm. because it is very unique, and yeah. I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that has popped up is the, uh, the those Banshee toys are super popular at Pandora. I don't know if you guys yes. have seen those. Uh, yeah, I've seen them. They look awesome. They And they're completely sold out. So, <laughs> so um, I don't know if they just couldn't get enough, uh, get enough from Made. I, I did just see a report yesterday that said there are some back. And so you're going to go and not be able to get one? Possibly, because there are some back, but they're limited color. Um, but if you guys don't know what these are, it's a little banshee that sits on your shoulder uh, through a really clever little magnetic thing that goes under your shirt, and it stays up there. And it has a controller, so you can make its mouth move and its wings flap. And it's just the coolest. Like puppet, How much are they? But... They're 50 bucks, I believe. Not so bad. It's like, actually not get... that bad. I mean, the for thing is, with is, three yeah. kids, do I have to get three of them? No, I think I'd get one for myself. That would be about <laughs> it. Yeah, you Sorry, should just kids. buy one for yourself, put it on your shoulder, and walk around all day, just you know, just yeah. egging on your kids, like, oh, you look can how watch cool that. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what's going to happen. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, but really quickly, so uh, Pandora and Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakup both opened uh, a couple weeks ago. We're a little bit behind because we only do every two weeks here. So. Uh, and Pandora, the line for Pandora, just to get into Pandora on opening day was four hours, just to get into the land. It yep. was twisted all the way through the park and all the way to the parking lot, um, which is crazy. It's gotten a little bit better now, but standby times on Flight of Passage during the day are averaging four hours, which is insane. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I, I don't, yeah, I don't I, I, do it either. I, I would just pass. Sorry, but I mean, I, I, I hate to say that, awesome, but like, but yeah, mm, I couldn't do it. That's, I just couldn't do it. You got a fast pass flight. But there's just there's no other. I mean, I, I'm not waiting for four hours. You, yeah, because I, I heard that the river thing is OK. Right. But like it's, it's kind of like it's a passage. small world. It's it's more just, you know, it's it's pretty. It's, you know, it's not it, there's no thrill to it. Right. So but it's, it's pirates and small. World how is flight of the rides? passage not going to just destroy you, though? If you can't do Guardians of the Galaxy, how are you going to do flight of the passage? That won't bother me. Simulators don't bother I, me. Yeah, this is closer to Star Tours, I think. Yeah, and it's a lot of people have described it as Soren kind of on steroids, which I, I hate that terminology, but it's um, <laughs> you know, because everything's on steroids. That's up to a new level, right? But uh, but so everybody's saying it's kind of like that. Um, but it, I don't think that one's going to bother me. We're going to see. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe I'll get sick on that. Who knows? Well, I'll, I'll come <laughs> back would, with a report. <laughs> I hate to say, but that would be kind of cool. Right? I, that'd be a good story, right? <laughs> so, the problem is yeah. it would probably shut down the ride, and then everyone would be mad at you. You might be kicked out of Disney, right? I don't know. Who knows? Right? The ride seems to be doing a good enough job itself shutting itself down. So <laughs> they've had a lot of problems oh, with that, breakdowns. That, that, so. that, that's another thing I'm starting to worry about, because I'm only going for one day. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, if they're shut down, then too bad, right? <laughs> you might. Be, oh, I mean, it seems like it stayed open at certain times during the day. The shutdowns have been temporary for the most part, but um, but we got to move on here. So, and then Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy Mission Breakout been getting very, very positive reviews, considering the, considering the outrage that happened when they were said they were going to close Tower of Terror and make it into Guardians of the Galaxy. But everybody has seemed to love it. I've watched videos of it. I know Trevor, you have too. 
really, really cool animatronics, and they did a really nice job on it. It just seems really cool. However, on opening day for that, fast the line to get a fast pass, and this is Damon, where you will change your mind about the old system because the no. line just to get a fast pass was five hours. I would have been first yep. on that line, so it wouldn't have bothered. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and then standby was seven hours. <laughs> See, I watched the video too. I mean, it, it looked good. I, I'll give you that. But the whole, like, I, I don't know. I'm still I'm still not sold on it. The theming of the, the reason why you're in an elevator shaft, like, but just doesn't make sense to me in Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I think that they they kind of sold it as it's not an elevator. Yeah, but it's an elevator. But, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> the problem, problem is, is we know what it was before, but yeah, I think if, so. if, if you suspend your, your disbelief of it, it seems to really make sense in the world of Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't suspend my disbelief. That That's like me allowing Tom to have his anniversary three weeks later. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just let it happen. It. <laughs> Just let it happen. Don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not changing your vacation at all, you know. <laughs> so uh, the, we had some odds and ends. Makes on... my button less special. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> Make my button less special. It does. It, it diminishes the value of your button. That's, <laughs> that's I can what see, I would say. I can see that. <laughs> Um, so I have a couple odds and ends in here, and we're not going to get to those today. So we can talk about those next episode because they're real, you know, kind of small things. Um, but so two questions really quick out of all the questions I have here. Um, does the successful use of these two intellectual properties, so uh, Pandora has been hugely popular. Guardians has been very popular. A, a big controversy that a lot of people are feeling is, is Disney going to infuse Epcot with a lot of characters? Do you? Does it make you feel more comfortable with Disney doing that? Does it make you feel less comfortable? Wait, what do you mean Epcot with more characters? So ever since they put Frozen into Epcot, a lot of people think that they're going to put a lot more of intellectual property into into Epcot. Epcot? Yeah, as opposed Why to original rides. Why do I care? I, well, a lot of people do mm-hmm. care. A lot of people uh, feel like it's very much against the idea of Epcot to have characters there. Um, no. Well, I don't care. Personally. It, it's not like Frozen opened the door to that. There already was, they they already were using intellectual properties in their like years ago. I mean, Honey, Nemo. I Shrunk the Audience, um, yeah, the Mexico Pavilion, all those things are are Disney movies or tie-ins that that made their way into Epcot. So it's not like this is new or surprising to me. And honestly, looking at yeah, Guardians and Pandora, they haven't screwed it up. So. I, I'm not, I'm not that scared of what they're going to do with the overhaul. Yeah, I, I'm not either. I'm not one of those people that's a purist. That's like, you know, they have to not have characters ever in Epcot. You know, I, I'm, I'm but, okay. But with I, I don't. There's characters in Epcot anyway, though. Like in yeah. France, right? Like, I mean, in Mulan. Like, I see all those characters all the time. So, what are we actually talking about? It's, it's. It, there are some people that really do not like the. They, they don't want intellectual properties to take over Epcot. They feel like so Epcot they don't want Mulan pure. there. I, I I think those some of those people would have issues with that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they the want more things. What's like that cat's Soren? name anyway? I I don't know. <laughs> the French the French cat that's always French over cat. there. Oh, yeah. uh, Marie. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean now. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure some of those people don't like seeing characters in World Showcase either. They want everything to be like Soren, where it's like an original story and doesn't include you know. But you know that's not me, and that doesn't seem to be any of us. There's lots of people that feel that way though too. So. Uh, so here's my question though too. What's the longest you would wait for a ride? Standby. Two hours. If it was a really good ride, you wait two hours. Well, it depends if I have ever been on it before. Okay, so what is there any ride now that you would wait two hours for? Well, yeah, because I haven't been on Flight of the Passage yet. True, true. 
if you if you take Pandora out of the system, would I wait two hours for Toy Story? No. Okay. Yeah, 60 last... minutes for those, two hours for a new ride. Last ride I did for more than an hour was uh, um, Raider Springs Racers in Carsland. And yeah, I, even after that, I won't. Uh, 90 minutes is my limit. I won't push any longer than that. I don't particularly like waiting at all, but yeah, I'd probably 90 minutes probably be my max too. So, all right, well, let's wrap this thing up since we've gone way longer than we thought we were going to, as usual. Yep, big surprise, <laughs> big shocker. So, anyway, uh, Trevor, could you wrap us up? Sure. Um, so, anyone who wants to uh, follow Tom on his vacation, um, check out our hashtag on social media uh, hashtag Welcome Home WDW. Um, if you want to get a hold of us by email, you can reach us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have our website up as well, www.welcomehomepodcast.com. Uh, we are always looking for questions from listeners for our upcoming podcast. So if anybody has any questions or comments or anything, please reach out to us. Um, of course, you can always find us on all of our social media places uh facebook at welcome home podcast you can find us on twitter at welcome home pod and instagram at welcome home picks and um please as always um if you found us on itunes please leave us a review so that um we can get more visibility out there for the podcast because um yeah those reviews definitely help with uh with people being able to see us uh in the future and, and Tom says he sent in a free shirt one to somebody, whoever is the thousandth like on Facebook. That's just what I heard. <laughs> sure, why not? It's it's done, done deal. He's um, gonna buy. It, he's gonna buy it at Pandora while he's there. I'm just. <laughs> that's just what I heard. I'll buy special edition Pandora Magic Bands, and that's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, so follow me on my vacation. We're gonna be posting lots of stuff to Instagram, lots of stuff to Facebook. I will be live broadcasting many of the nighttime shows, as well as uh, you know maybe some of the rides even too. We will uh, go live. Probably on won't be roller coasters though. They, I mean, some might be. I like a couple of the roller coasters, just not all of them. But, <laughs> um, but so yeah. So follow me as uh, as I'm on my vacation. I'm going to use that hashtag. We're going to be on Instagram, you know, posting lots and lots of pictures, especially of Pandora and some of the other new things. Uh, posting lots of videos. So uh, don't su- forget to subscribe to the podcast to uh, to welcome home, uh, so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. Of course, you can find us anywhere you can find podcasts: iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, just about anywhere that podcasts exist. And just a reminder to our listeners. As always, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions expressed on this show are our own. So please consult a DVC or a Disney cast member or Disney in general with any questions that you might have. Uh, you can find me, Tom, on PrinceCharmingVacations.com for all your Disney vacation planning needs. Damon? You can find me at BSC Kids for all your Disney shows and all that good stuff. All right, great. Thank you guys so much for listening to Welcome Home Podcast. Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. We're also going to do a recap episode of my vacation a couple weeks after that is over. So, um, And, of course, more Disney Vacation Club talk, as that's what we talk about as much as possible. So we hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cut is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Look out!